Welcome, listeners. It's time to sharpen those unrealistically large knives, hide the body in the other room, and summon the ghost from the attic to share some popcorn. It's time to start slashing expectations. A subtle note of forewarning. We don't want to slash your expectations prematurely, but we mentioned the names of a lot of our topics beforehand, so if you're worried about spoilers, stop the episode now or pause the segment so you can listen to our next topic. Enjoy. Yeah, anyway, anyway, skirt, skirt, let's let's start the episode. Welcome to Slashing <laughs> Expectations. I am your host, Tyler. Ah! Uh. With me today <laughs> is the suddenly southern Alicia. I'm not southern, I promise. Shut up, I can hear it this time because I have headphones on. But you know that uh, that, that jump scare that just drags itself out before the jump scare actually happens, so it's the suspense music? Kind of like in Scream 5, where he like opens up the fridge and it's like, and then like he closes it and there's nothing. He walks around the corner, the music hypes up, and then it lowers because there's nothing. Yeah, I'm that person who drags everything out because I, pro- I pro- procrastinate. Anyways, welcome to Slashing Expectations, where we tear apart your horror movies to find out what exactly makes you afraid of them. Today's topic is jump scares. Sudden ah! sounds. Ah! <laughs> sudden sounds flashing images people in the background you know those moments in those movies where it's just silent for a moment and it seems like maybe everything's gonna be okay and then it's not welcome that's our topic yeah because jump scares uh, i sent this i sent like two whole paragraphs to tyler when we figure out what we were going to talk about our episode on and i'm like yeah jump scares are the most like basic building block of horror movies I argue with that statement, but go ahead. Uh, Name a horror movie that doesn't have at least one jump scare. Okay, it depends on what you define a jump scare as. Well, let's find the definition for jump scares. Jump scares can startle the viewer by appearing at a point in the film where the soundtrack is quiet and the viewer is not expecting anything alarming to happen. Or can be a sudden playoff to a long period of suspense. Well, okay, but like, so... Are you talking... So here's the thing. There's different kinds of jump scares. There's not just like, oh no, ah, scary. Like, some of the jump scares that I appreciate the most are the jump scares where it's like something sudden appearing in the background where it's just like, like, you know, the the stereotypical someone looks in the mirror and there's nothing behind them. They open the medicine cabinet. They close it. There's someone behind them. But like, those ones are subtle. You're talking about the sudden, loud, in-your-face jump scares. There's There's different types of jump scares. Yeah, that, that that's that that's true. Okay, I, so, I see what you're like, talking. Yeah, like yes, it's Me. like it's a tactic that is used in a lot of horror movies, and like they're they're but they're used in different ways. I wouldn't say it's a building block of horror because it's something that's done in regular films too. It's a building block of film. It's something that causes suspense and anxiety. It it happens in comedy films too, and there's different versions of it that aren't actually scary. It's supposed to be a startling experience, not a scary experience. It's called a jump scare, but I think jump startles. What's <laughs> it's more of, of like an institutionalized thing of like it's a jump that causes you to be startled or scared depending on the usage. You know what I really hate is watching like certain videos or certain like games or anything like that. Just like watching someone play a game, let's just say on YouTube and you know for a fact everything's going to be fine because you still have a whole entire video left, but you're like, get inside, get inside, get inside. Jesus fucking Christ, close the fucking door. 
I was watching a video like that earlier today. Like, I actually had to, like, get out of my seat. I was like, fuck, fuck. Like, I'm not even playing the fucking game. Why am I being scared? Okay. So, there's a film scholar and jump scare expert. His name is Robert Baird. And he notes that we can trace the cinematic jump scare back to the earliest days of film. For example, there's a film in 1895 by the Lumiere brothers that depicts a train moving towards the audience. And it happens at such a, an abrupt moment and speed that it caused all of the audience to freak out. Um, and there's a film in 1942 called Cat People, which formalized and institutionalized start, startling your audience for like a thriller film. So all the way in the beginning, we already had jump scares and things that were designed to startle and cause people to get out of their seats because it drags them in to a different sense. It it causes a level of suspense that doesn't... I don't know. So here's the thing. Nowadays, it, it cheapens your experience a little bit depending on how it's done. But it's been a tactic in film, all of film, not just horror and thrillers in all of film, basically since film has been a thing. Um, people realized very quickly that if you can get a visceral reaction out of your viewers then it causes for a more enjoyable experience because they feel involved. They feel like they're part of the film. They feel like they're directly interacted with by the film. The different jump scares themselves can be so perfect depending on the situation. Honestly, in my opinion, I think the scariest like jump scares, quote-unquote, is the silent ones. Yeah, like, like the, the ones that are in the background. the ones that are Like in Hereditary where she's just on the wall. Or uh, on the ceiling? Yeah, she's on the ceiling. Yeah, on the ceiling. And at first, you don't even notice. Yeah. But then when she moves, it's like a sudden motion in an area that you're not expecting. But the music doesn't hint to it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, or like in the game, um, what's that game that just really came out? It was like really popular for a little Mortuary's bit. Mortuary's Assistant. Yeah, Mortuary's Assistant. There are some jump scares where like the demon will just be like hanging above you. And you don't even notice him half the time, but as soon as you do, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's presented in a way that you can pass it up without it being visible to you. But, like, the reason that <clears throat> a lot of people theorize that jump scares are terrifying is because it's it's the fear of the unexpected that all humans have. It's the fear of things we can't see, things that we're not ready for. It's like... It's kind of like a survival instinct kind of thing. Like, we try to be aware of our surroundings at all times. We try to be aware of what's happening around us and and aware of just, like, everything, really. We try to... Like, um, when you're walking late at night and suddenly, like, a cat, yeah. like, runs across the street. You're like, oh, God, a cat. Oh, oh, it's just a cat. Yeah, because we're we're expecting the worst. We're, we're It's a survival instinct kind of thing where you're just expecting, like, maybe something will happen. And if it doesn't, then you get in a false sense of security. I used to do that to myself all the time when walking back from, like, uh, middle school or high school because I, <clears throat> kind of embarrassing to say so, I always thought, like, zombies were going to happen. And so it was always constantly in my mind whenever walking home like, or just walking to school, like, really early in the morning, the sun hasn't even risen yet, I'm just walking down the street, I see someone across the street just standing there, and I'm like, it's not a zombie, it's not a zombie, it's not a zombie, it's not a zombie, it's not a zombie. And even now, I'll just take Kira outside, so that way she can go to the bathroom and everything like that, and I'll, like, stare down the driveway and be like, I swear to fucking God, if a zombie comes out of there, I gotta make sure I take Kira's leash off, so that way she's silent, 
let her go and book it. Most likely, Carol will follow me and we will be home free. That makes me think of uh, Shaun of the Dead when they're walking home from the bar and they see the guy just standing. see the guy just standing in the middle of the road. It's so good. I fucking love that scene. I love that movie. That movie's so good. But um, there's a few people who have uh, found the perfect way, in my opinion, to basically break down the anatomy of a standard jump scare. Now, this isn't all jump scares, mind you. They, this is not a rule. They don't have to follow this. But this is the way that most jump scares work. And you'll see this a lot in newer movies and older movies. And um, Scream got it perfect because they made fun of how this works. They, it was literally satirical towards the way the jump scares work. So... In the movie The Prestige, there are three parts that are, uh, it's basically the anatomy of a magic trick. So each magic trick has three acts. That's the pledge, the turn, and the prestige. Okay. So the pledge is basically, this is the trick that I'm going to perform. You get them interested. Like like you have a cage with a bird in it and you're going to make the bird disappear kind of situation. It's a pre- it's the presentation, basically. So the presentation of like, oh, there's nothing in the hat or there's nothing underneath <coughs> the cage, all that stuff. And then there's the turn where you do the magic trick and something happens where like a problem occurs. Um, or there's it like doesn't quite work right Um, and that makes people think oh he didn't do it blah 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 and then there's the prestige which is the payoff and the reveal of the trick so like for example the like someone making a cage disappear with a bird in it Um, the you you have the bird there's you you say you're going to make it disappear you smash the bird's cage down onto a table um, under a cloth the cage is now completely gone. Okay, but then there's the prestige, which is the finale <laughs> of the trick where you bring the cage back with the bird in it. You Kay. know what I mean? Yes. Okay. So that's the way that jump scares work a lot of the time. So you're presented with something. Like there's a film that uh, – it was a short film that was made into a full film called like Lights Out, I think. And it's a really good representation of it. So you're, you're placed with uh, a woman who walks through a hallway. We'll call this the pledge, right? She okay. walks through the hallway. There's nothing there. She turns the light off, and there's a person at the end of the hallway. Um, she turns the light back on again. There's nothing there. This is the turn, the moment where there's a sp- the suspense of her turning the light on and off over and over again, and you get used to the pattern of nothing changing. So she's turning the light on and off, the demons at the end of the hallway, blah, blah, blah. And then the prestige, where the jump scare actually happens, is when she finally turns the light off and the demon's gone. She turns the light on, demon's still gone, turns it off again, and it's in her face. Because you're presented with a, a situation of comfort, a problem that arises, and then that like stage of comfort in between, or like the, the good or the bad which is like the the difference between the turn and the pledge, and the pledge is when the follow through happens. You're gonna hate me for mentioning this, but the page, sorry. No, no. So I see the visual and I love it, but all I can think of is that fucking vine where the guy is turning the light on and off, and then the demon appears in front of him, and he fucking just straight up punches it and like runs back up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. My mind's everywhere today. I can tell. At least I'm like keeping track of what you're saying. But that's 
the basic anatomy of a jump scare. And like I said, it doesn't have to follow that. It's not a rule. It's just something that a lot of people go. No. Uh, so did you know, do you know how to pronounce the word for people who are actually scared of horror games? Like, it's an actual phobia to be scared of horror games. Yeah, if you show me the word, I can read it. Like lycanthropes, I'm knowing pronouncing that wrong, <laughs> yes. way wrong. Lycanthropes? No, not lycanthropes. <laughs> I know this is basically what you said. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Ludectrophobes. I think you should spell it for the listeners. Ludectrophobes. Lubectrophobe. <laughs> yes, phobic of lube. <laughs> no, lewd. Phobic of lewds. <laughs> <laughs> Send nudes. <laughs> Ludectrophobe. So L U D E C T R O P H O B E S. Ludectrophobe. Definition, please. <laughs> uh, this is not a spelling scared bee. Scared of horror games. <laughs> this is not a spelling bee. Can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> no, I can't even say it. <laughs> um. So there, there is actual like scientific reasons why people are so like react to jump scares and everything like that. And yeah, it has to do with the front of your brain. Yeah, let me find out where it, where I put that. Where does that part of your brain originate? <clears throat> In the front. What is it called? That's not what it's called. That word right there. God, I'm dyslexic, and it looks like any word right where. It's like the amygdala. Amygdala, yeah. I I can't fucking read today. Um, it's a key part of the brain that processes like fear, lights, and lights up. And a psychologist at Vanderbilt University, his name is David Zald. Hoping I'm saying that name right. Um, he says that the same reason, same region controls the startle response to your body, like jumping, ducking. Or making scared or surprised expressions. So it's the survival instinct part of your brain. Yeah. And it lights up, which causes you to react. Is it bad that amygdala makes me think of Abdullah Oblongata? And anybody who likes Adam Sandler films will understand that. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where it's from. <laughs> okay. People who like Adam Sandler films will understand that it's Abdullah Oblongata. Alrighty. I hope somebody gets that because I do not. My mom will get it. It's fine. <laughs> Well, your mom would because she's amazing and knows everything. And because she showed me all the movies. She's the reason I'm a horror freak. I'm a cinephile. That's a word. It means someone who likes movies. So there's one that says when your body gets that surge of stress that you le release. Uh, <sighs> Antidox. Words. 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 It's an... <sighs> It releases something in the brain that actually can... Okay, get shush, 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 shush. When your body gets that surge of stress, you release antioxidants and those fight, cell those fight cellular damage. So it can be an incredibly healthy way, healthy that way. Wait, hang on, wait, hang on. We're going we're gonna to say that again. <laughs> this is a weird sentence. When your body gets that surge of stress, you release antioxidants and those fight cellular damage. So it can be incredibly healthy that way. Yeah. Yeah, it, there's an actual study done on it. So it's healthy to have jump scares? Occasionally, but not often. Basic, it, basically what I read was... So you're telling me... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you're telling me my addiction to horror films is healthy? No. No, yours is 
gone way off the fucking charts. My addiction to horror is good for my body. It has been proved. People like me to live forever. I drink a lot of coffee and I watch horror movies. My life is set. <laughs> it says that short scarebursts can have a positive impact, like strengthening strengthening the immune system. What I'm here what I heard from that sentence is that Starbursts is missing out on a perfect chance to make <laughs> scarebursts. <laughs> It just reminds me of the fucking Skittles commercial. It was like, scare the rainbow, taste the rainbow. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> scare bursts, jump scare edition. Um, but in that moment when, when consumed by fear, it says we become more alert and sharper, but I feel like more people become stupider. Because... That, that's only in horror movies. No, no, no. Even in general. Like, oh my god, I'm scared. And they do stupid fucking shit. Yeah, but it's, it's adrenaline. But then there's you, especially when it comes to like haunted houses and everything like that like seriously why what do you mean how how oh you mean how i collect my calm from the jump scare and i either yell back at them or make noises to make them break character yeah yeah just like my little brother who i last time we went to a haunted house you know this but the listeners know last time we went to a haunted house there was the chainsaw guy everyone knows that guy he's always at the very very end always scaring people with the chainsaw yada 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 my little brother walked up to him and he was like hey i know that exact chainsaw and then he names the chainsaw and the guy slowly put the chainsaw like near his leg and slowly went up and he went oh please and the guy actually had to walk away because he was laughing so hard because <laughs> he's like oh <laughs> i don't even know i can't even and then there's, describe and then, it yeah and then there's me who gets jump scared by a guy in because we had the full hands-on experience I got jump scared by a guy. He came up behind me and put his arms under my arms and started dragging me away from my friends. And I had the initial jump. And then my first thought process was act weird. So <laughs> I started flailing my arms and going. Rah! And he laughed so hard that he dropped me on the floor. At least I'll know you'll survive a kidnapping time. <laughs> I don't think I will. I don't think that that would scare off a serial killer or something. But I know that I can survive a haunted house. Honestly, I feel like if someone puts you in the back of their van... You were you just like start ranting about scream, and they'd fucking drop you off. You like take him back. <laughs> no, I think I'd be able to get out of his car. You want to lock me in the trunk and find out? Oh my fucking no! Because my my fucking trunk can be open from the inside. It's not that hard. You just pull a fucking lever. Cut the cord. Le lever lever. It's a cord. Yeah, you know what I fucking mean. Pull it's the lever. Suspension cord. Pull the suspension lever. Roll anyway. Uh... <laughs> Are we doing the Halo theme song? No, not again, because the last time you did it was so fucking bad. <laughs> Thanks for telling me that I'm doing this. All right. So, what is your favorite jump scare of all time? The one that stands out to you? The one that you remember the most? The one that got you real good? Um, probably haunting of Hill House. Yeah. When when uh when the girls are in the car and they're arguing and everything like that, and, and then, then Nell pops up. Nell pops in between them and screams, and they pull off on the side of the road, almost crashing. And they were both like, "Oh my god, that was what was that?" Basically, it was her being like, "Shut the fuck up," because I'm like, "Yeah, that's me. That's that's me and my sisters." <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, that that honestly scared the fuck out of me. I think I had nightmares about it, but then again, I have nightmares about a lot of things. Do you want to go down a list? <laughs> Top five. 
Do you want me to name another one while you're... No, I got it. Specifically for the framing of the scene. When the kind of large... I'm going to say large to be nice. The kind of large bully dude in Christine um, gets cornered by the car. Because he's walking down the street in an alleyway. And then suddenly the lights turn on and there's a loud sound from the radio turning on in the vehicle. So you're seeing it from the perspective of the car. Of lights on, really loud music. And then you see it from his perspective. Um, He's looking down the alleyway at a car that's about to barrel down on him. Nice. So, Christine. I still can't believe you fucking named your car after that movie. Yep. Thanks. Yep. Are you trying to kill me? You hesitated. <laughs> <laughs> or, honestly, it's either that one or in Duone, the original Grudge movie, um, when the child is in the top of the um, closet and he meows at the lady for the first time. Oh, I hate that sound. I can still hear his voice. It like, <laughs> no, was, thank you. Well, that's one of my favorites for sure. Um, there's definitely that one from the movie Mirrors. And uh, he is... I wish that movie was better. It gave me nightmares, but then again, I think I was like 10 when I watched it because my older sister was watching it. I just so happened to watch Over Her Shoulder, even though I was grounded. I was pretty young, too. It was like in a junior high, but like, I just... The movie was good. It could have been better. But the scene I'm talking about specifically from Mirrors is when he, he's like walking down and the mirror slowly starts following him and he tur- like he turns around and suddenly there's like a creature in the mirror when it's like right in front of him. Scared the hell out of me and I still think about it to this day. I still I haven't watched that movie since. In that movie I still think that my favorite part's the bathroom scene where the girls get about to get in the tub. Oh yeah, and her, her fucking reflection like tears her jaw off her body. Yeah. And then he comes in, he's like and they're like, you don't need to see this. He's like, what happened? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah the movie had a lot of potential. There's also when he, when his reflection lights on fire. You so. mean the end of the film? Yeah. Spoilies. <laughs> you, <laughs> you say that in the beginning. There is spoilers. I don't, I don't have to warn anybody about that. Besides, those are the main things I remember from that movie. Um, and then uh, one of my favorites is also Flatliners. Every jump scare in that movie is pretty good, honestly. Mm-hmm. The movie was very well set up. and It's it's slow, and that's why the jump scares are so intense, because the movie is such a slow burn. I think the worst suspense I've felt was during the movie uh the descent when they first see like the creature cave crawler cave dweller whatever the fuck it is the the wiki like it explains them as vampire creatures so all right when to go they're vampires they're basically humanoid vampire bats like they see with sound because they're blind because they live yeah yeah but like when she's like slowly looking around with the flashlight and it just shines on that did you know that you can see the creatures in that movie throughout the entire film no because i usually watch it when the lights are on we should we should watch it again because i can point out six different times that you see the creatures before they even get into the depths 
like when she breaks her leg and they get stuck they're in almost every scene oh my god like through the whole movie they're there but they blend in oh my god seriously they're like we need to watch it again because they're in the whole movie that's fucking terrifying right right like it that movie is great that movie is very well done and every time i watched it every time i watch it i see another one like they are everywhere like stalking them all the way until the end getting comfortable getting ready to strike oh my god yeah yeah no 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 nope that that's a that's an that's a danger noodle that's a nope rope right there nope <laughs> yeah so we're gonna we're gonna be watching that movie again soon oh god um, and then my new my one of my new favorites is in the movie nope if you haven't seen that movie go watch it um all i'm gonna say is the horse because that whole movie is about horses and then anybody who hasn't seen it yet since it's new which one specifically the statue of the oh horse. yeah 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 that 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 that, got fucking, all that was us. awesome all of us almost jumped out of our seats for that, that was i almost threw my popcorn that was awesome yeah that was a good one <laughs> nope okay now what about nope. bad examples because i only have two on my list for bad examples because it's actually kind of hard to find one it, just off the top of your head that sucks <sighs> try to think of one that's not the two we talked about last night so this is gonna sound ridiculous but it is technically a really bad quote-unquote jump scare but uh the child at chucky when you first meet meet the child he like appears out of fucking nowhere what? you mean child's play yeah no like is it child's play no it's it's child's the third play one is the first chucky film. it's the third one okay i don't remember shit from that movie so um, oh you're you're talking about like the spawn of chucky yeah that one spawn okay the spawn of chucky i've seen that movie once and i didn't care to go back and watch it again so i don't i have no idea what you're <laughs> that's why about. i'm saying it so bad I that movie in general like, is so fucking bad. i i just remember he was a pacifist and didn't want to kill people and his parents are like you're supposed to be evil fuck martha stewart <laughs> i i literally saw that movie once and did not care to go back just like cult of chucky that movie was fucking terrible we might need to do a retrospective of that series, though. No. No, no seriously. Like, I don't want to watch all If we're going to watch all of the Tremors <laughs> films, we're watching all of the I Child's Play films. I don't even want to watch the Tremors films. Okay, well, Jake said he'll watch those with me, so. Okay, fine. I'll watch them. You don't have to. Like I said, Jake Jake said that he'll be the co-host for that one, but someone's okay. got to be the co-host for Chucky. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the consistent through this podcast because I'm the host, but someone's got to watch it with me. I'm not going to do that shit alone. <sighs> I gotta have someone to laugh with, or else you're just gonna hear me laughing maniacally from the other room, and you're gonna realize I've gone insane because I was watching a movie by myself, a whole movie series by myself. It wouldn't be the first time. That's true. I did watch most of the Resident Evils by myself, so. Uh, not true. I watched over your shoulder. Yeah, over my shoulder in the back after you said I don't want to watch those. It was on, and my chair was facing it. Oh could have just said that you wanted to watch with me. No, I I did I didn't want to watch with sound. I'm not good with zombies, but you know this. Yeah, but it's Resident Evil movies. They're terrible. Well, yeah, you, you, Resident you didn't Evil... even need to watch like the first, like first. Four. Yeah, but I didn't know that until I got to the fifth movie and realized every single movie has a recap. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that more in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be for the, the Resident Evil episode. We'll get there. We're still trying to, we're still trying to get that one done. Yeah, but it's gonna be probably after our anniversary episode. Yeah. We should probably mention the anniversary episode. We'll, do, we'll talk about that at the end. 
fine. We're in the middle. We're in the middle of a topic right now. Bad ones. Bad jump scares that don't work. Um, bad. Bad jump scare. I got to beat the ladies off with a stick. A back, I see. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry, you said bad, and I thought beating with a fucking stick. Anyway. um, God, what, what bad ones did we put down last night? Michael Myers in the car, and... <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, the one that made us laugh. <laughs> like, he literally sits up on the back seat, and there's the synth. Dinged, and it's just like... <laughs> It was not scary. I mean, I understand that probably would have been scary in 1978 when the movie came out, but like, oh my god, it was, was so not, bad was because we were, <laughs> we actually had to pause the movie. We were laughing so hard we couldn't pay attention to the rest yeah, of it. Like that, that's one of those scenes that's just not funny any or not scary anymore. Um, and then the child jumping out of the world wardrobe and insidious. The child jumping out of the wardrobe and insidious. I don't know. What you're oh. But the like, there's the it's when um the kid has been in the in uh his state of what is that called astral projection for too long, so it, the spirits are starting to bleed through him like a portal. Uh, this little boy jumps out of a wardrobe and like runs off. I think that one was terrible. It would have been great if the the boy jumped out of the wardrobe and then disappeared, but you see him run around a corner and she follows him into the kids' room, and it just it cheapened the experience for me. Um, Jack Frost has a lot of bad jump scares. I don't think it has. It sure is hell frosty. Yeah, but those aren't jump scares. The only jump scare is when he like bitch slaps the guy through the door. Which, I mean, okay, yeah, that is the surest Halloween Frosty. You're right about that. But, like, he literally just, like, bitch slapped the door open, and it, it was just, you could see it a mile away. So, yeah, okay, you know what? Fine, it works. <laughs> it works. Or anything in Thanksgiving. Okay, Thanksgiving didn't have jump scares. Let's be it honest. Bad. Let's be honest, it didn't have jump scares. There was never, oh, no, it's a turkey. It's always, he always. <laughs> oh, no, it's a turkey. He always. Beyond, beyond Christmas, but I was hoping for Thanksgiving. <laughs> um he he announces himself every single time there's no jump scares he always makes a joke and then the camera pans to him you want to know what i want to see i want someone to edit so whenever he talks like so you want a movie without the jokes (laughs) no 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 no. whenever he's just like showing up like running back and forth because you know in the very first one where he's like running after the naked lady sorry I know what you're talking about because we talked about her being a porn star. <laughs> I don't want someone to edit just turkey noises. That requires editing on a film that doesn't deserve it. So, <laughs> <sighs> all right, and and then like, I don't know. So yeah, that would count as a bad one. But here's the thing, though. I think overuse of jump scares cheapens the experience of a film because the problem with a lot of movies nowadays is that the movies rely on jump scares for their scare factor like the babadook was like that it, like the jump scares weren't bad jump scares la Llorona. yeah la Llorona, same thing the mo- the jump scares aren't bad jump scares they're just unnecessary whereas like as much as i don't like the movie mama the the jump scares had a purpose <laughs> I think that a, a proper jump scare is a transition 
from one scene to another or a story transition. So like when you first see the girl on top of the fridge and she jumps down and scares the fuck out of the person, scary scene. And it's used to transition to show that these this girl that used to be normal is now a feral creature. She runs off and then hides under this fucking scary ghost mom thing. Like, it's it's used as a transition of one scene to another rather than just, ah, jump scare. Ah. You know what bad jump scares remind me of? Really bad 3D movies. So the entire Resident Evil franchise. I was thinking more of uh, My Bloody Valentine. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that movie was bad. Like, you could tell it was supposed to be a 3D movie. I hate movies like that. That movie had some good jump scares, though. It did. Honestly. That That is true. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. Are we out of content? Is that it? I got got it gotta get the content, ha huh, ha. Huh. Snapchat. Um <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. This episode's not gonna have a blooper reel. We're gonna make a blooper episode. <laughs> a blooper episode, huh? Yeah, but it's just gonna be all of the stuff that I managed to get of you today. Oh god, that is quite 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 uh, that is quite the collection. You are not okay. This is completely random. I'm sorry. This is so off topic. No, we we've already we've already flown off the fucking railing. So let's go ahead. Um, I had a thought today because I so I was listening to um Jamie Kennedy's podcast. Okay. Jamie Kennedy is the one that played uh the nerd in Scream. Okay. I was listening to his podcast and. Just like, because I've been catching up on all the stuff that I missed, because um, there's been a couple months where I haven't been listening. And could you imagine if I got a chance? I can't imagine. To interview Jamie Kennedy for the podcast? That'd be fucking awesome, honestly. Yeah, Randy from Scream on my podcast. I feel like you would just never shut up. Did you know that he's in Ghost Whisperer? You know, I believe that. He's in season three. I believe that 100%. I fucking loved that which show. It's really funny because you and I stopped watching in season two. But season three is what he's in. And it's actually one of my favorite seasons. I feel like we would watch it and you'd be like, hey, wait, wait. I knew he was in it. All right. Then I would have been like, wait. <laughs> yeah. I knew this person. Yeah. There's actually quite a few movies that uh, he's in that I think that you'd be surprised that he's in. Um, anyways, jump scares in games you said yeah you want to know what i think the best jump scares in video games are there's two games that i have on my list okay resident evil 3 remake even though i got really fucking mad at that game and i think that it deserves that's not the one i'm talking yeah about. I, every single time you mention resident evil i have to say it um but that i got really mad at that game and i think it deserved better than how it was treated but at the same time it was still good for what it was and that entire game i was screaming and yelling because it was intense and scary and there was yeah, a lot of yeah i know you woke me up so many times yep um and Just, ah! <laughs> dead space there are clips on my twitch channel of Jake and I screaming. Are you plugging your Twitch channel no, right I'm now? I'm not. I'm just saying there are clips of me and Jake screaming, like actively screaming together in a room <laughs> at that game. It's 
because you guys always played it at night. That game is 99% jump scares. And oh my god. I started doing another playthrough recently because I got it on PC. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting really hyped because Callista Protocol comes out next month. And the at the end of or the beginning of next year is when the remaster for Dead Space comes out. But just to kind of get hyped, I was like, fuck it, I'll play through it again. The amount of jump scares. Literally, that was like my first time playing that game solo. Because every time I played it in the past, I had someone with me. Because I was like, yeah, let's experience this horror together. Which, yes, it's scary with someone else in the room. But playing a scary game by yourself at 3 a.m. in the dark is such a fucking bad idea. Like, I, I'm used to horror. I can watch horror all day, every day. Games where you're interacting with them, and it's 90% jump scares, but good jump scares that are done well. And they give you the false sense of security and then something happens somewhere else. They are done so fucking well that it's hard for me not to scream out loud in the middle of the night. I literally threw my controller and turned it off. Oh my god. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> like I think it was like a month or so ago. I was playing it by myself. There was a jump scare. I literally threw my controller and turned it off. Oh my fucking god. And me, the person that plays these games for fun. I de-stress playing horror games. I I can I can see that. So anybody who's interested in playing a good horror game, play through the Dead Space series, all three of them. The second game is not great, but it's still a good time. And the third game is basically an action game, but I think it's one of the best in the series. So do yourself a favor, go play the Dead Space games. I I had a video game in mind, and then you went on that tangent, and it's not just gone. That was an impressive little whistle. <laughs> Thank you. Well, try and try and think. What um, horror games have you played? Oh God, what horror? Games? Outlast is good. That's good actually. I I think it was I thinking of Outlast. I know I know how you like you were fucking terrified during Outlast, and I was just like, please God, please God, please God, no, because I I couldn't even make it through the first like fifteen minutes of the game. Meanwhile, you were trying to fucking speed run speed run it. On the hardest fucking difficulty. Which I still need to do. Yeah, no. Um, what is that game again? It's the game where you have to run away from grandma. Like, it's a little mobile game. Oh. What's it called? Grandma. Is it really just called grandma? Probably. <sighs> game is dumb. But Ty was playing a game, and you're yeah. you're you're basically like a child... Not a child. You're an adult that gets trapped in her house and she calls you her grandson. Yeah. And you have to run away from the grandma who is fucking terrifying. But if she sees you, she'll put you back in the room, but then she'll put traps on how you escape. So it's like an AI learning base, kind of like uh, the the alien game where it's an AI and it learns off how you play. Yeah. I think those games are fucking terrifying, honestly. Those awesome. That game got us a lot. Yeah. It's not looking for me. Alien got us a lot. Um, my friend was playing that game, and he uh, was using the flamethrower so much that the alien just started going through fires. Yep. Yeah, it gets used to using it. That's why I used explosives so often, <clears throat> because I knew that towards the end of the game I wouldn't have many left, and I could still use the flamethrower. Mm. I hoarded my flamethrower ammo. And I used explosives and flashbangs to, to scare it off as much as possible so that when it started being more brave when it came to the, came to the explosives, I could actually use the flamethrower. Nice. 
Very smart. Smart thinking. Smart. And it's... I knew that I was going to need the flamethrower later because I expected facehuggers eventually, and the facehuggers were definitely fucking there. So, and speaking of jump scares, facehuggers. Yeah. Seriously. Those things in the every flood? movie. Yeah, the flood. But yeah, the, the, the facehuggers in every alien movie, including the Prometheus saga. What are you staring at? I'm looking at my. You look like a cat that's like staring up in the corner, and I don't know if it's a ghost looking, or a spider. I'm looking at my list of movies to see if I can think of anything else we could talk about. Oh, I forgot all your movies was right there. Yeah. Um, you know this is gonna sound really ridiculous when I say it, but Skyrim, <sighs> specifically, when the message carrier just shows up out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> all right. I don't know why, but it startles me where I'm just like, I'm walking out of the, like, the Dark Brotherhood and everything like that. Um, but, like, I'm walking out of, like, one of the secret meetings and everything like that. And suddenly a mail carrier, he's like, I have a message for you. Your hands only. I'm like, it's always my hands only. Fucking give me the shit. And then if you find him on the road, they're like, sorry, nothing. Like, how do you always find me? It's terrifying, okay? Okay. It's our job to know where you are. Yeah, probably. And you're also the fucking dragonborn. So, I mean, someone's got to know <sighs> But I was on top of a mountain one time, like, really, really far up the mountain because I, I decided to hop up the mountain instead of climbing the thousand steps to go see the graybeards. I wanted to avoid that ice troll, man. My favorite thing is one time I was on an assassination mission and I was inside someone's house. <laughs> and then I, all of a sudden my fucking camera whipped around really fast because the guy started talking to me. <laughs> He's just standing there. I'm sneaking and killing people, and I'm just like on a staircase in the basement, and my camera whips around really fast and looking up at him on the staircase. <laughs> that is creepy as fuck. It kind of reminds me of the time um, I was playing Skyrim again because that's one of my, that's my absolute favorite game. That is always my go-to game for everything. I wish that we had time to make a gaming podcast. That would be so much we fun. Don't have time for that shit. Um, but I I went to uh where the Blackfriars are, and and the thieves guild and everything like that i forgot the town name just go ahead i'll remember it at some point um i w was walking up to the orphanage and suddenly i walked into the orphanage and there was like 50 fucking guards all attacking a thief so i walk back out like what the fuck did i just see and they come out like one at a time yeah i, I was there for that I remember that. it was it was amazing i promise i wasn't hacking <laughs> they just all appeared all right, so bringing us back to the topic, basically... <laughs> Sorry, I went way off track there. Basically, what we have we have come to the conclusion of is that there's a part of our brain that's basically our survival instinct that kicks in when it comes to loud noises, instant sounds, things that are not supposed to be there. And that causes a reaction in us that is sort of a defense, defense mechanism kind of thing. So you, you duck, you jump, you yelp. It's... I get off the chair. Like, I will literally, like, climb onto my chair higher and higher. Until I have to get up, get up and like walk around and be like, stop, fuck. And jump scares don't have to be the loud noises in your face. It can be subtle things in the background. But the reason they're scary is because of that survival instinct. It's something unexpected, something that's not supposed to be there. And I honestly believe that the way the jump scares are used nowadays honestly cheapen films. Which is why Scream was such a hilarious thing, because they had the moment in the house where every single time that the music would build up for a jump scare and it would be perfect for something to be behind whatever was 
obstructing where the killer could be. There wasn't one. It was literally satirical and making fun of that because nowadays they use those kind of jump scares to cheapen the experience of the film. It's kind of like a an ace card, a ace up the sleeve in a film. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, our movie isn't scary enough. Let's just throw something in front of the camera real quick, make everyone jump. Cool, we did our job. We ah. scared somebody today. Ah, and I think that is disappointing. Because it can be used properly. There are movies that aren't horror movies that use it better than most horror movies nowadays. I feel like horror movies are trying to overuse the fact because they're like, we need a jump scare in the movie or else we're not considered a horror movie. Yeah. And which isn't true. It's possible to build a, a, a scary situation that has a theoretical jump scare without cheapening the experience. And I think that people should start leaning away from using music to tell you that there's going to be a jump scare. Honestly, jump scares have gotten to the point in some movies where it's like a Pokemon battle. Like, you're just, like, walking in the tall grass and suddenly there's a fucking kid. My mom has a new boyfriend. Let's battle! Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah, and then the, and the music is there, and then, ah, Pokemon! <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, just fucking quit it. Like... You don't need to announce your jump scares either. Like, I, I highly doubt any movie producer is going to be listening to this. You don't need to announce your jump scares. Like, yes, using music to emphasize a moment is one thing, but you don't need the music that's building up towards a jump scare. You can have the music that causes the jump scare or the music to wind down from the jump scare or have the music in the situation that you're used to hearing throughout the film so that you get a false sense of security so the jump scare is impactful rather than it being oh no, music's building up. Guess what? Something scary is going to happen. Silence. Ah! Like, it's unnecessary. You don't need to do it that way. I agree with that. And you don't need to cheapen the experience by having jump scares for no reason. They should be transitionary moments. They should build story. They should move you to the next scene. They should have a reason, not just because you can. Like, build more suspense, not put in this random fucking figure to jump out of the screen yeah like there's a movie that i i can't remember the name of and i'm i'm not going to do the research for it to find out but there's a movie where um there's a face that reaches out of a door um there's there's two moments in that movie that are incredible there's the face reaching out of the door and trying to bite someone which is fucking incredible and then the next moment is um a girl is brushing her hair and then suddenly you see her hair move without her touching it and she sits there for a second and then you can see the literal imprint of fingers go into her hair and start playing with it terrifying i like that unexpected and terrifying we don't want ghostbusters jump scares yeah exactly like that's a satirical film like you don't need that kind of stuff and like the music during that scene with her hair is calm because it was a it was a moment of calm while she was just brushing her hair winding down from the stuff they've dealt with throughout the day so and the music didn't change until after she was afraid we want something more of like i am legend where he's like hanging upside down and the sun is slowly setting and you can just see the shadows slowly getting like smaller and smaller like the the sunlight getting smaller and smaller because the shadows yeah we want suspense and payoff not suspense guess what i'm going to tell you what's happening ah! basically like the, the thing i was saying about the the magic trick where it's the the three steps of it you're getting them in the wrong order like you're doing like first third second instead of first second third it's unnecessary 
So that brings us about to the end of the episode anyways. We're eh, 40 minutes in this. Yes. So as we wind down, um, what is something that you're excited for that's coming out soon? That's coming out soon? Yeah. Uh, or that came out and that you want to see or like... And again, this doesn't have to be horror. We're winding down. This is just like the hangout and talk moment where we kind of just deal with... I mean, we already had a lot of talking throughout this of just random shit, but like what... What's something you're excited to see that's coming out soon? Something I'm excited to see that's coming out soon. Honestly, I'm not paying attention to what's coming out, mainly because I've been focused on a different fucking shit. You know what I'm excited for? What? Halloween ends, but not because I, I want to see Halloween ends, because I want Halloween to end. <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, Natasha Pearson's coming out with another book. Preston. Natasha Preston is coming out with another book. Hey, that's applicable to the podcast, actually, because that's a thought. That's a Halo through thrill. Because that book is a thriller horror. <laughs> yeah, I honest, I really need to finish uh, The Lake because that's when I'm in the middle of reading. But I, I really need to finish The Lake and everything like that because I finished uh, The Fear, which is really, really fucking good. Um, I feel like that on our Patreon, I should let you run like a YA book review segment. I do like my YA books. Because, yeah, she reads a lot of YA, YA thriller horrors. But they're good. And Natasha Preston is such an amazing, like, author in the sense of she has such a different twist. Like, you never can expect the twist. Like, you think you have it right, and then it's like, boom, you're wrong. Okay, how about this? We saw two horror movies recently. Which one do you want to talk about for a second? And I'll talk about the other one. I watched the movie three times in one week, guys. Three fucking times. The first time... Which is on our uh, Instagram. We went to go see Bullet Train, which is fucking fantastic. Go watch it if you haven't watched it already. Also follow us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram at slashing expectations. <laughs> Thank you for the plug. Um, now we're just going to have his voice just in there. That's going to yeah. be awkward. No, it's no, gonna it's going to be great. Obligatory Axel cameo. Yeah, it happens every time. There's not an episode that doesn't have Axel in it. Sorry, I'm Jake in this. <laughs> You're still Axel. Because my man, like, Barbarian was fucking terrifying. Like, Remember no spoilies, because this is like a bread. It's a new movie. It's, it just barely came out. Like, this is, it. it's fucking terrifying. Like, I had an anxiety attack, and we got out of the movie theater, and Ty's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. Yeah, I thought you were mad at me. No, I wasn't mad at you. Because just... you just, like, shut down. Joey thought you were mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joey. Because you were just, like, not all right. Like, I was not responsible. bad. So, yeah. I mean, Barbarian was pretty good. I think, and from my perspective, it was scary, but it was, like, it, it wasn't. It had its funny moments to yeah. where it was, like, all right, that calmed me down. Haha, <laughs> that's super funny. That movie is actually gave me inspiration for another episode. Yeah? Yeah. Like, the how, how scary is too scary where to, like, the point where the movie isn't, like, a horror film anymore. Because, like, a, a good film... It has a basically what like a sine wave to it uh, where there's ups and downs. And I think that a good horror film has it either builds up uh, like a roller coaster to like a climax and then drops down or it has terrifying, terrifying, terrifying 
funny or nice terrifying terrifying funny or nice so it goes up and down to the point where like you are comfortable or like in a video game perspective if you're playing something like let's say the video game prey if you die too many times the game is no longer scary it's just aggravating so honestly though yeah so the difficulty of a horror game needs to scale in the aspect of like it has to you have to be able to complete the game you have to be able to keep going and it's not dark souls you can't make it easier yeah every fucking time you die and <laughs> and you can't have too many scares or else it, be, it cheapens the experience it's no longer scary anymore but that, that that's a whole thing for another episode because that that movie literally inspired me to make an, uh, that episode um honestly th- i agree with that yeah um but that movie scared the shit out of Alicia. i yeah seriously like i i went up to my manager like the day after and was like where are you ever gonna watch this and he was like no so i'm like let me tell you everything i need to get this out and he's like you obviously really needed to talk about it like i'm sorry (laughs) but like i love how in the movie even though how terrifying it is and i don't think i'll watch it again that one sentence enough um you feel like this person's going to be the bad guy, but then no. He's not the bad guy. This person's going to be the bad guy. No, he's not the bad guy. What the fuck is this thing? Why is it suddenly in this era? What the fuck happened? Um, And then we went and saw Nope. <laughs> nope. Which, fantastic movie. That was, It was so, so great. Jordan Peele is an incredible director. And like we we kind of bashed on him a little bit when Candyman came out, which I did like that movie, but it had its, it had its downsides to me. But the thing about Jordan Peele is that he always puts a message across in his films, and this one was not any different, but the message was strong, and it was good, and it wasn't over-prevalent to the point where they cheapened the film. And it had, like, it had a crazy fucking ending to where you're like, what yeah. the fuck? And incredible special effects, incredible actors, just... Jordan Peele is incredible, and everything that he creates is is special. Um, I think if you if you get a chance, go see Nope. One thing that really turned me off uh, was I watched the trailers and saw that it was like aliens. I'm really glad I went to go see it, especially in theaters. It was an incredible experience, and it's a movie that I want to own and have on my shelf. So. All right, well, that's going to bring us down to a close. Um, if you have any questions for us, uh, comments, concerns, reach out to us on all of our social medias at slashing, at slashing expectations or email us at angelcast at gmail.com. That's A-N-G-E-A-L-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And remember, try not to scream. Ah! And today with me in this episode is the Suddenly Sutters. Su- su- <laughs> anyway, Carrots with Hummus. Hummus. <laughs>